Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Communication is key to everything we do, from family to business. I know right now I'm communicating with my employees, my team, and everyone. We talk about that in this upcoming interview. Sometimes it's not about what we say, but how we say it that plays a key role in how the message is received. So my guest today has been communicating with audiences for over two decades, first as a TV anchor and now as the owner of his own communications firm. Rob Johnson is president of Rob Johnson Communications that is currently helping clients with return to office scenarios, how to craft social justice messages, and more. Rob, welcome to All Business with Jeffrey Hazel. It's great to be with you. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You got it. Well, you know, one anchor to another, you know, this is kind of cool. You know, it's kind of weird being on the other side sometimes, isn't it? It is. It is, uh, especially now, because the way that television uh, reporters and anchors are having to do their business and producers and everybody else, a lot of them are remote. There may be a few people in studio, but everybody else is doing what we're doing <laughs> right here. So I'm, I'm really and I don't I don't I don't want to say I miss it because this is a really hard story to be reporting on day after day, month after month. But I will say that I am intrigued by the technical endeavor that has been undertaken by everybody. And I really respect the fact that they can get on the air and they can put a product out there. Well, you know, it's changing the way we do things here at C-Suite TV too. I mean, we were going in the studio, can't go in the studio anymore. So what are you going to do? You've got to adapt. You've got to adapt, change, or die. That's the name of the game. I hate to say it like that in the middle of COVID, but that's the way it is for everything. Yeah, and, and that's the, a great point, Jeffrey, because you have – these are the worst of times. You know, you said yeah. – let's you said you were going to give a one-star Yelp review on 2020. I would give them zero – can we give zero stars on that? Yeah. Um, well, there's but, some good things. There's some good things. I had a Scotch event last night, and we shared all the good things that are coming about as COVID. COVID's made some good things for us, some of us. Yeah, well, you know, listen, COVID has really challenged everybody. And, and whether you're a business leader, no matter who you are, it's been a challenge for everybody. And my heart goes out to the people that are having difficulty, you know, the, the work situation, the businesses yeah. that aren't reopening, that sort of thing. But there's also opportunity here. And I think a lot of people, after the initial shock was over, it was, how do we, how do we make this work for us? Because these are, not, these are very difficult and trying times. Well, and then some of it, it's going to turn out better for us. But let's talk about communication, because a lot of companies, you got, listen, we got this uh, heavy repressive uh, racism, which has now come to the forefront. It's been there forever. We're just, yep. a lot of white people are just finally starting to see it. That's one. You've got this downturn economically for everybody. I mean, there's no one's not affected by it in some way, shape or form, whether you can't get toilet paper or you, you know, you can't get certain, you can't get meat supplies, bacon, is it an all-time low right now? Uh, yeah. Just getting bacon because of our plants are shutting down. So there's lots of bad things. I, you, as a business leader, you're sitting there scared shitless, right? That yeah. you're going to say the wrong thing around Black Lives Matter or something, and immediately your stock's going to plunge. Customers are going to boycott you. Uh, you might you might say something positive about Trump, God forbid, and 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 pretty soon you're in a national controversy. Why, why do we suck at this? Well, I, I, I don't think, well, first of all, 
I think communication, the, the really good companies understand that you need to be doing it all the time and that they, they make it a priority. I understand, you know, the clients that I deal with, the ones that are thriving right now are the ones that have invested in it. Now, I got it. When, when COVID first hit and people were going for PPP and idle loans, I know they still are as well. And you're just trying to make payroll. You got to prioritize. If you're a CFO or you're a CEO, yeah. you got to prioritize your spending. But this needs to be a priority for everybody because whether it's you know, hundreds of workers working remotely at your company, you know, nobody goes to the office now. Everybody's working remotely. That's a huge technical undertaking. It's also a huge um, business model undertaking too, because everybody needs to feel like they're part of something. There's no water cooler talk anymore because everybody's yep. working remote and right. you need to communicate with your employees and the, the clients that I have that are doing well have a regular communication from the chairman and the CEO. And it's not just, Hey, I'm going to send it out to the C-suite folks and they're going to just, you know, they're going to communicate, you know, kind of uh, trickle down, funnel down. Yeah. They're saying we need to communicate with them. And I, yep. have, I have told people you cannot over communicate right now. They want to hear from the leaders. They want to hear something that's authentic. They want to know what's going on because everybody has a disconnect. And they also need transparency and honesty. You know, so people are going to say naturally, if you get into a town hall with your company or whatever the case may be, you know, are, are we going to have layoffs? Well, if you're fortunate enough and you're not going to, then you can say that's not something we're looking at. But if you're looking at cost savings, and that's one of the avenues you're looking at. You're, you're you not going to give them, you're not going to tell them everything, but you need to be honest with them and say, listen, we're looking at all avenues of cost savings, uh, work reduction, furloughs, whatever. That's one of the avenues. We don't want to do it, but that's one of the avenues we're looking at. I think you need to be honest with your employees. Don't lie to them. And then two weeks later, like I don't, I won't mention names, but I know that uh, uh, a company here in the air in Chicago did it. They said, oh no, everybody's fine no layoffs, two weeks later, mass layoffs. That's just yeah, not- You need to be able to communicate. It's tough. It's not easy. We're looking at it. It's the last resort that we want to, but exactly. be aware that that isn't, that's an option and it has to be. Speaking of options, let me take a quick break. I'll be right back after this message. We'll continue this discussion because this is very important for everyone that's listening in right now. We'll be right back. C-Suite Radio. Hey, we are back right here uh, live casting on Facebook and LinkedIn. Thanks for joining us so much for All Business with Jeffrey Azzett right here on C-Suite Radio. C-Suite Radio, the world's largest business podcast network, and we're excited to have you in as a listener. And we're excited to have those viewers who are watching us live on LinkedIn and Facebook. We thank you so much. As we bring you Rob Johnson, he's president of Rob Johnson Communications. And Rob is, of course, a veteran anchor in the news business and now helping companies you know, transition and doing better communications because now it's very key key with distributive workforces, messages that could cost you the loss of your company overnight. I mean, without question, watching what happened in there. Why do you think it's tough for companies to be transparent as we were talking about before the break, Rob? Because they're so concerned about their image. They're so concerned about how things are going to be perceived. And in the social media landscape now, it's understandable. I think you can see it, how people, yeah. you know, it's not okay to disagree with somebody. If, if you say something I disagree with, and then all of a sudden it's plastered all over social media, and then all, all of a sudden you're playing defense, it's just a different world now. But I think, I think that people are very uncertain about how to proceed. And that uncertainty, as you mentioned, will cost you a brand, a reputation. And then, of course, that means dollars. That's what everybody's you know, keeping track of, right? So I really believe that 
you need to, to, to be able to figure out what your cohesive message is to get your C-suite level folks all on the same page and then make sure that everybody in the company knows how to talk about what's going on, knows how to talk about their brand, their company. And people, I think some of the leaders don't always appreciate how important that is. And that's why I feel like right now, the things that I'm doing, trying to help them message just in general, the internal communications piece. And if you get yeah. that down, then you're ready to do external. But you mentioned the social justice piece. And, and I've talked to a few clients about this, about how do you, you know, what do we say? What do we do? We have to do something that's authentic to your brand. You don't want to sit there and be inauthentic. You can't just take out a, a page, you know, in the an ad in the paper or online or wherever and say, hey, we care about this because if you don't care about it, you need to make sure it's authentic to your brand. If your employees are expecting something of you in that regard, there's going to be pressure. Hey, what are we going to do? And then well, and they're probably going to be the toughest. They're they're probably going to be the toughest on you. And when you think about it, folks, you, you know, when you talk about this communication, I look at it because I'm a former PR guy and then a marketing guy and of course a CEO. And you look at it from the perspective of my internal stakeholders, my external stakeholders, me and customers. I got vendor considerations I got to think about because if I'm slowing, if I say everything's fine and I'm slowing down payments, that's not cool. You know, no. people are going to call me. They're they're going to see that. And if I by the way, if I say we're, we're, we're working hard and I'm off and, and I, someone catches a picture of me on a boat somewhere, that's not good. All those things. And then I got, I got, I, I got my um, investors. I've got, I mean, I got, you know, uh, media people that, that are going to be concerned, right? I mean, there's all these different pieces of it. You have so many audiences and you need to, that's why you need to have that cohesive message. That's how you, that's why you need to know how to speak to each one of those groups, those stakeholders because they're all very important. And so it, let's, let's use the social justice thing again as an example. You say something, you might alienate customers, clients, vendor, maybe, depending if you say yeah. it the wrong way, if it's not authentic to you. And you also need to make sure that there's action that follows it. You know, a lot of people say, hey, we care about this, this issue. And, and you're right. A lot of people in this world, their eyes have been opened to, to uh, systemic racism in ways that our eyes have not been open before and everybody yeah, but, needs to pay attention to it. But, but it has to what, be, what are you doing? Be what are <laughs> yeah. you doing? And you better, have, yeah. you better have a plan, some training. You better have opportunity. You better invest some money with it as well. You can't just say, hey, we're going to release a statement. We care about this. We, we support you know, Black Lives Matter or whatever the case is. You have to have some action behind it. Well, and you've got to be able to be careful because what if you say, yes, I, I believe in Black Lives Matters, is it the organization or is it the topic? And the and the the and I don't want to say the word topic, it's a word the bad word, but but the 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 movement, the activity, the you know, the genre theme of what it is. There's two separate things, and I think people have to know that. But I but you know, we did the same thing with C Suite Network. We we said, look, we're gonna disclose our numbers, we're gonna make sure that we show exactly what we're doing, good or bad. We're going to show them. We're going to do this. We're going to invest this way. We're going to, I, you know, we brought in a chief, a chief diversity coach, you know, to help us. We're going to create a council. I mean, those are real actions. And then, and now I'm looking in my, you know, my Monday.com and I'm saying, okay, what are we doing? And what are our steps? What are our programs? Because that's important for us to do it. You better have, you better have action that follows the words. That's for sure. Uh -huh. And it, Rob, you know, I, I, I can only imagine, you know, it's like, I think through these things, like when I say things like, hey, our membership's never been better, or we're setting new records over here, and then I'm not paying my bills because everybody else is slow paying me. You got to be careful with that, right? 
you have to be very careful about that because if you're if you're being misleading, if people feel like you're not being authentic and true to what your brand is, then you're going to lose them, and you and you can't you just can't do that. You have to you have to be able to communicate what's going on. Again, you're not going to give you know the the playbook to everybody. I, I'm not suggesting that. I am suggesting though that you need to be honest and 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 transparent and credible because if you lose your credibility then that's the beginning of the end. Are you seeing brands afraid to go out and be transparent? I see, again, the, the, the ones that I think are successful right now are the ones that are, that are, are communicating and, and, and letting people know this is who we are. Listen, a lot of brands are having to pivot because of the needs in society right now in the world. And I'm not saying you're gonna go and not be authentic to your brand, but, but you know, um, Maybe you're a medical um, in, in medical sales or something, and all of a sudden you're you're doing PP, you know, uh, PPEs, you know. So you, you need you need to be able to pivot uh, from what has been traditional, and you need to see where the market's taking you. And and yeah. and that is it's a little bit scary. It's a little white knuckle, right? But well, it's it's I, not I, an option. Are, are doing it? The, a lot of people aren't doing or saying anything. And I don't think that's that that helps them. No, well, that's my point. I don't think it's an option anymore to let everybody else comment. Let everybody else. You, I think you have to have positions now. I think you have to be able to say who you are and what you are. And if you don't, yeah, I just don't think you'll succeed as well as the others that do. No, and I, and I think that's what people expect now. You know, I mean, you know, two, three, five years ago, you know, you'd ask a CFO or a CEO, you know, what's your first priority? It's share, driving shareholder value, shareholder value, shareholder yeah, value. Right. That's not good right. enough anymore. No. A, because there's so many, many millennials in the workforce and they have different, they have different goals and needs, right? And they want to see what does my company stand for? And now in this environment, when this world has been knocked on its side, people want to see that. They want to see what do you stand for? What do you do beyond the bottom line? And, and companies and companies have to do more than just the bottom line. They, they, they have to. It's, I wrote about this in my book and the hero factor and separating great companies from other companies. And it's the ones that have values and then put the values first, right? And, and, but it's tough for a lot of companies to pick sides. What, you know, and I think this is one of those things we're talking about. There are some issues you have to pick a side and you have to state something and do it. What, let's talk a little bit about those companies that might, take a, uh, a position that's very political or controversial. And I think that's okay. I mean, like, let's take, let's take Kathy Truett or Truett Kathy down in uh, that owns uh, Ch Chick-fil-A. All right. Yeah. I have a real issue with his stand on uh, gay marriages. Don't, you know, he doesn't like it. And, you know, by the way, he doesn't open on Sunday because that's Sunday. his religious belief. And he yep. says, we're not open on Sunday. We're taking a break. I would love to have a good chicken sandwich. I love a good chicken sandwich. I love his chicken sandwiches. But, and, but he's, but, you know, I can't get him on Sunday, but I respect his right. It's his business. He does it. So on Sunday, if I want a chicken sandwich, I got to go to Popeye's. All right. Say, say that. But he's taking this other position on gay, on gay marriages, being against that, saying that's not a traditional thing. That's not going to stop me from going to his place. That's his well, right. That's his right. Listen, if he's, first of all, he's being authentic to his brand. Totally. Right? And even though a lot of people might disagree with the way he's going about it, with uh, the conservative nature of, of his, his values, 
That's what he does. And I can tell you, you go in Chick-fil-A and there's one about five, 10 minutes from my house. And right now there's a line wrapped around the corner, you know, at the drive-through people, because why you go in there, the food is good. The service is superb. Everybody goes, you can tell they do an extra layer of training and it is, and, and it is, it's clean in there. The food is good. And the staff is, is top notch. And that is the customer experience. And so maybe people will look past, oh, I disagree with his stance on gay marriage. I disagree with some of the other issues that he feels passionately about, but it's authentic to his brand. And well, but it's also saying, not, it's, that's who he is, put it politically, yeah. personally, whatever. That's yeah. okay with me. If he were to put that in the middle of the chicken sandwich, now we've got a problem. Exactly, exactly. But, you know, listen, the customer is always right. We all know that. Yeah. And, and the customer experience needs to be good. And yes, there, there doesn't need to be signage on the little cardboard boxes that your chicken comes in about gay marriage or right. this or that. I think that would definitely turn people off. So you have your own beliefs and you're the leader of this ship. You know, you're the captain of the ship. Um, that, that's fine. You got to be able to do it. Like, like, the, like the CEO of Goya right now. He's in the middle of a big controversy because oh he said some wonderful things. He said some good things about Trump. Yep. You know, and by the way, that's, you know, he's an immigrant who came here and, and now he makes this wonderful, he's, a, he's an American dream. He's yeah. the poster child for, for, for what, what you give me, you're tired, you're poor. And yet we're giving him a hard time. Listen, I, I got to take a quick break. I want to come back and then I want to talk a little bit about crisis communication. This is exciting. Hey, we'll be right back after this message. C-Suite Radio. And we are back and we're live casting right here on LinkedIn and Facebook as we're bringing you all business with Jeffrey. Isn't I got Rob Johnson here, a veteran anchor, a television anchor for decades. And now he's helping companies, you know, overcome crisis. And we're talking about what happens if you get in the middle of one of these, what should you be doing, doing, how should you be communicating right now? And of course it all comes down to being authentic and being real and, and really thinking things through, you know, Hey Rob, a lot of companies, you know, don't even have, crisis plans, which is kind of crazy because in today's world, you should kind of at least think you have a crisis. No one was ready for this, but at least we had some like hurricane plans or tornado plans, you know, things like that. Snow plans in South Dakota, where if we got snow days, what are we doing? We're going to work from home. It's just been a long, long snow day. That's all. Oh, no, you're, ab- you're absolutely right. And, and again, it's what are you willing to invest in? The good yeah. companies are going to have that plan already in place. And other companies cross their fingers and hope it isn't going to happen. And then when it does happen, they're going to be calling people like me, but they're already going to be behind because they will not have come up with that plan. Now I have a plan. If somebody calls me right now, I've, you know, I'll make it, you know, unique to their company, but, but I have eight steps. There's 10 steps. Here's where, here's where you start. Where do we start? And so, so I can do it, but you know what? You're already playing catch up because you're sitting there like, who's going to be my person. Okay. You, okay. We're already four hours behind on this thing man, you get behind on a crisis, you may never get ahead of it. And that is so important when it comes to communicating both internally to the top brass and to your, and to your stakeholders internally, and then certainly externally as well. But if you don't get on the same page quickly and know what everybody's doing, and okay, you're going to be doing this, you're going to be doing that. Here's what we're saying. Here's our social media plan. And, and, and yes, you better weigh in because if you don't weigh in, somebody's going to fill airtime, they're going to fill column space or whatever, uh, you know, social media time. 
And if you're not defining it, somebody else is going to define you. And it's probably not going to be in the way that you want to be defined if you're going through a crisis. What's the worst crisis you've ever had to handle? The worst crisis I've had to handle? Um, Let me think of a recent one in the past, say, six months was a um, was a um, a place of business. They had a worker who was uh, cutting grass and and who uh, the, the the tractor rolled over and he, uh-huh. he passed away. And uh-huh. so it was like, what do we say? And so I was helping them. All right, here's what you need to say to your employees. Here's what you need to say internally to the stakeholders, to people that are you know investors and that sort of thing. And and then here's what you need to say publicly. So. It was very important. They were very quick to respond, and and listen. Don't tell me. And I and I caution them. Don't, if if you've had other issues related to worker safety, do not say we care about worker safety. And then then somebody goes and finds you know five OSHA complaints against you. Right. Against you. If you have had an impeccable record, then you can say it. And you need to be sensitive to the family, and you need to be sensitive to the scenario. And, and, and let people know that you're very sad that this happened and yeah. be cooperative. And, and here's the thing, you don't have to sit there and have some big press conference. You can you know, put out a statement and the authorities, OSHA and these other people are gonna fill in the blanks there. But if you look like you're working with the public, you know, the media is, you know, is the conduit for the public. So if yeah. you look like you care about this, that you're handling it, that you're showing sensitivity, you care, and you're and you're going to get to the bottom of this. Um, you're going to be well served, and that's that yeah. was the case. It's it always was, tough when you have to handle those. I've dealt with deaths of employees falling off of things at construction company. Another one where a cement truck ran into a funeral oh. procession and hit the widow's car. Oh, you geez. know the brakes oh. went out. And then I had another one where we had an employee who, and I was at this company. I was the exec at the company, and employee walk into the plant, kill a, a very popular coworker and then set fire to the place and then went after other executives in the company and then shot himself when the SWAT team came up. So you can deal with a lot of different things and then kept it out of the news cycle, which is not an easy thing to do. That is not easy to do. And and the thing about it, this particular one had a had really had a one day news cycle because they responded correctly and they looked like they cared and they had something to say and they deferred to the investigating authorities as they should have for some of these other facts and that sort of thing. So I, I really, I thought it was handled well. And if you do handle it well, it'll be keeping it out of the news cycle is almost impossible. But if you can minimize the news cycle on something like that, then you're, you know, you're fortunate. Yeah, we should talk, a little, maybe have you come back and talk up a little bit about what happens when you have employees who get, get COVID, what happens if you have an outbreak? Cause it's likely to happen. How do you deal with it? How do you communicate? That'd be a good, a good oh, yeah. thing to do. Yeah, let me, that's, that's let me ask you this question. I think there's a, this last question I want to ask you is there's a lot of distrust in media right now. Yeah. How can, how can we help media or should we help media or how can media get that trust again? Oh boy. I mean, we, we might have three more shows on that one. <laughs> I, I, I think it's just the the thing about it is it's this story is such a shock and, and I think sometimes media, and I don't want to name any names and I don't want to get into, you know, what organization does this or does that, but mm-hmm. there's so much of a horse race to what media does a lot of times, like, like in Chicago, they'll say, you know, 50 people shot over the weekend, 10 killed and violent, you know, it's, it's sort of like the horse race. 
Right. You're not always giving proper context to it. And I don't want to say that news organizations aren't doing their jobs, especially here in, in, in town, but it, it's the horse race aspect of it. Or you turn on an, a news station and it says 3,000 more cases today, you know, hundreds of thousands of deaths. You know, it's kind of like a running tally and everything, but it's, it's not given always proper context. And I think that that's where the media sometimes is falling short. And I still, even though I'm not in the media anymore, when I hear people like the defund the media t-shirts and this and that, whatever, I'm like, it's still, it, it doesn't reflect on me, but it makes me sad that this great industry that I joined almost 30 years ago, and I've been out of it for a year and a half, is so maligned. But then I can see why people get frustrated because they'll say the news is always bad. And mostly it is. Yeah. Or it's just there's all these more. Well, but you, but, but let's be let's be fair. As we said this before we got on air, is uh, you know most of it you want to, the good stories. If I make you cry, it's not it's not to show you puppies. It's not to show you flowers. It's not to show you Aunt Aunt Emily's uh, baked pie and how great it tastes and what you might feel when you eat it. It's the other things that actually get most people to watch. And yeah, people say all the time. That's I want human nature. Food. Yeah, I want positive news. Well, you know what? News stations have tried that before. I mean, guess what? It doesn't Nobody work. watches. There's a little yeah. bit of a train wreck it's element. Called, it's, it. called, it's called public TV, and no one watches it. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> called... <laughs> so That's the fact. Just, you know, it, it, people don't want, people don't want right. that. They say they want it, but, you know, it's, it's viewer habit. Listen, it's, it's such a deep discussion, and we're just scratching the surface on it. But I do think... How do you get the trust back? Well, you didn't just lose the trust overnight. And, you know, being authentic, being, you know, trying to you know, do a public service, giving context to stories. I think giving context to stories would be one easy way to do it. Yeah, and, without and, question. And I'm not sure that everybody wants to do that because there's so many pressures to, to get stories done, to crank out content and do that sort of thing with, you know, less staff. And certainly media companies, even though viewership is up, a lot of them are hurting because of the, of the COVID crisis and, yeah. and having to make the, those tough decisions about layoffs and furloughs and things of that nature. Well, it's a big one and we'll tackle it the next time we see each other. Thanks so much, Rob, for joining us right here on all business with Thank Joe Hazlitt. I had a, had a, I had a wonderful time. Thanks for having me on and I uh, appreciate everybody tuning in and watching and listening. At the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned and it really was around this trust issue for media. And I was thinking about that during the whole time, you know, media, has become the story, you know, and um, and we made some changes in that back when CNN first flipped the switch to 24-hour news. And so we changed the cycle. And by doing so, we had to really become the story and, and break it and be the first to do it. And rather than taking the time to do things right, I think sometimes we cut the corners and, and we've gone to the cheap side of everything and not deep side. So we're all about being shallow rather than deep. And I'm going to tell you in a long time, deep is better than shallow. So that's what I learned right here on All Business with Jeffrey Aza. Don't forget to tell your friends and have them tune in, not just to All Business, but all kinds of shows on C-Suite Radio. Thanks very, very much for listening. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.